Hello, and welcome to the Life Center Podcast. We're a church in Tacoma, Washington that exists to inspire our community to love and follow Jesus. To find out more about what's going on at all of our campuses, you can download the Life Center app, interact with us on social media, or visit lifecenter.com. Let's jump into this week's message. Thanks for listening. Well, good morning. Thanks for being with us today at Life Center. For those of you who I haven't met, my name is Tyler, and I'm part of the team here. We're glad that you're with us. Life Center, for those who are maybe new with us, is one church that meets in multiple locations and multiple languages across Pierce County. In fact, one of our language campuses yesterday, Centro de Vida, just had their fall conference, partly in the room, partly online, and it's so awesome to see what God is doing in and through all that Life Center is. We're glad that you're here. Today, we continue on in this series that we've entitled Uncharted. We're spending a number of weeks talking about how do we follow the voice of God in life's off-the-map moments. Last week, we started with this discussion, this simple truth that God is always speaking. How many of you believe that God wants to speak to you, that God wants to reveal his plan to you, that, that Jesus actually has something to say to each of us? And now today, as we continue on, last week we focused on Abraham, I want us to spend some time looking at the life of Moses. And we're going to notice something interesting about Moses. Moses is somebody who hears God's voice, but his response out the gate is to make some excuses. And I've entitled today's message, Avoiding the Trap of Excuses. Because it's one thing to, to hear God's voice, but if our immediate response is to make excuses of what God's asking of us, then we're never going to actually be able to follow him where he's calling us to go. How many of you have some built-in automatic excuses? Anybody have those in your life? Anybody know somebody who they always have an excuse ready to go? Uh, I, th- I think many of us, depending on the situation, depending on the circumstance, we, we kind of have our go-to excuse. Now, over the last number of months, about the last three or four months, for me, I've noticed in my right shoulder, I, I began to lose mobility and strength. At first, it wasn't a very big deal, but I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm just getting a little bit older. And I I realized, man, no, I'm actually not able to do some of the motions, some of the movements that I was used to being able to do. Not only that, there was some pain showing up. And so finally, my wife convinced me to go to the doctor. And he told me I have this thing called a frozen shoulder. I'd never heard of it. Never understood that that thing even existed. but, But I had it. And he said this to me, he said, Tyler, we're going to get your shoulder moving again, but you need to understand the pathway to getting there is going to be pain. I was like, is there another option? (laughs) The pathway was pain. And so I I began physical therapy, and little by little, I, I feel some of the motion, some of the mobility beginning to return. But a number of days ago, many of you, you know Eric Bowles, one of our teaching pastors, We were out playing some golf with a few friends, and Eric was on the green, and he told me to throw a golf ball to him. And so I grabbed a golf ball, and I went to throw it, not remembering, not thinking about what's going on in my shoulder. For those of you who don't know, Eric was a NFL wide receiver. 
So he's used to being able to catch things. And as I grab the golf ball, I go to throw it, and I completely throw it the wrong direction as my shoulder catches. It goes skipping across the green about 20 yards away from him, and everybody's just dead silent looking at me. What was that? And how many know, in that moment, I felt like I needed to give an excuse. Why? Because that was the most pathetic throw I've ever made in my life. And so I started explaining, no, 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 Eric, Eric, I don't always throw like that. I promise. It's a, it's a frozen shoulder. And he is almost on the grass laughing at me. I mean, no, sometimes you, you want to justify what happens through giving an excuse. I was doing some research this week online. It's interesting. If, if you look up reasons for excuses, you will find blog posts on excuses to get out of work, excuses to, to excuse not doing your homework. Come on, somebody. Excuses to uh, getting out of a responsibility with a family member or a friend. There is lists of excuses available with a simple Google search. I was looking at this and I came across this description. It said this, excuses are rationalizations we make to ourselves about people, events, or circumstances. It went on to say, they're, they're invented reasons we create to defend our behavior, to postpone taking action, or simply as a means of neglecting responsibility. See, today, I think it's important. It's, it's one thing to know that God speaks, but if we're going to be people who are willing to follow where he's calling us to go as his voice shows up in our lives, we have to be willing to deal with the trap of excuses. Why? Because when it comes to living life, all of us, all of us are capable of making excuses, making justifications, giving a list of reasons of why those things shouldn't apply to us. And here's the point. Excuses never move us forward. I've never met somebody who, who lives with this perpetual state of giving excuses who's actually moving forward intentionally through life. And here's what I believe with all my heart. Listen, for those who are sitting at home, Jesus wants to move your life forward. He wants to move our lives forward. Yet excuses, they become a trap. They become a trap. And today we're going to look at Moses. God speaks to Moses and gives him a very clear assignment. God wanted to rescue his people, Israel, who were the, the offspring of Abraham. He wanted to pull them out of this place of slavery that they've been in, in the land of Egypt. And so God shows up to Moses. The interesting thing about Moses' storyline, Moses was actually born in Egypt. He grew up in Pharaoh's household, but because of decisions that he made, he, he murdered an Egyptian and he fled for his own life. That's where we find ourselves in Exodus chapter 3. We're going to look there in just a moment. In Exodus chapter 3, we find ourselves 40 years later in Moses' journey. Moses is spending his days shepherding the sheep of his father-in-law. 
And one day he's out in the middle of the desert and all of a sudden he notices something that catches his attention. There's a bush that's on fire and even though it's on fire, it is not consumed. And so what does he do? He, he walks over to it and it's in that place that God speaks to Moses and begins to reveal his plan. He says to Moses, Moses, listen, I've come down and I'm going to rescue my people from slavery. And Moses, I want you to, to partner with me. How many of you know if there's a bush that is burning and it is not consumed and then the voice of God shows up, how many know God has your attention at that moment? And you think, wait, if God shows up that powerfully, I would just go. But as we're about to see, Moses doesn't just go. What, is, what does he do? Moses begins to make excuses. Excuses. See, here's, here's a key point that I want us to understand today. We can be led by our excuses or we can be led by God, but we can't be led by both. At the end of the day, I, I can choose to, to pattern my life and live out what my excuses say, or I can hear the voice of God and trust that that's going to lead me, but I can't be led by both at the same time. And my concern is how many of us, we, we sit on the sidelines and we get caught in this trap called excuses when God wants us to trust him in some uncharted territories in our lives. See, we can't be led by both. Excuses, they, they keep us stuck. And here's why they keep us stuck. Excuses come from looking at ourselves when we consider our circumstances. The only reason why we ever give excuses is because we look at our circumstance and then we look at ourselves and we have to give reason to justify either our actions or the lack thereof. So the, the, the root of those excuses is from focusing on ourselves. And if we want to break out of that cycle, listen, today, if you find yourself in that cycle, we have to not stay in that trap. No, we need to build our faith. And here's, here's how faith is built. Instead of looking at ourselves like excuses, faith looks at God and listens to God in the midst of our circumstances. So we, we turn our attention not on ourselves, but we begin to look to God. You see, the more that I look at myself, the more that I see what I lack. What about you? The more that I focus on myself, I, I can begin to, to drill down into this place where all I see is, is where I don't Measure up. Or maybe I, I can justify why I shouldn't or I don't need to. But if we're going to be people who follow God off the edge of the map and, and go into uncharted territory, we've got to be willing to set aside the excuses. I love this exchange that Moses has with God in Exodus chapter 3 and Exodus chapter 4. For every excuse that Moses gives... God replies to that excuse with truth. Time after time, Mo Moses says, but, but God, and, and we're going to look at some of those excuses in a moment, but, but God, I, and God always responds with truth that he needs to hear. It's interesting that in this story, God shows up in this burning bush and God gets his attention. Why is that so important? Because unless God has our attention, we'll never follow his direction. Unless God gets our attention and captures our attention, it will be impossible for us to follow his direction. And so 
Today, I want us, we're going to journey through Exodus chapter 3 and chapter 4, and we're just going to look at a few different verses. But throughout this section of Scripture, Moses continues to engage in this conversation with God, and there's five different excuses that he gives of, of why he shouldn't, why he can't, why he isn't enough. Let's look at this. The first excuse is this, the excuse of insecurity. Can you say insecurity? The, the excuse of insecurity. Here, here's Moses. God is speaking to him. And again, you got, you got to capture this moment for a second. The, the bush is burning and it's not consumed. And the voice of God speaks to Moses from the burning bush. Moses, take off your sandals because the place that you're standing is holy ground. You would think if God is showing up that clearly that you would not feel the need to make an excuse. But what does Moses do? He, he says this, look at chapter 3, starting in verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? I want you to notice that response. Moses obviously knew his own name. Moses knew where he was from. What Moses is wrestling with right now is this thing called insecurity. You want me to go and talk to the most powerful leader in the world? Who am I? And I love God's response. Because listen, Moses, that, that excuse, who am I? I? I'm not the right person. I don't have enough. Listen to God's response. God says, verse 12, but I will be with you. See, this is the key, and this is the truth that God gives to Moses, and it's the key that he gives to us for those who are maybe wrestling with that excuse of insecurity. It's not about who you are in your own strength. It's about who is going with you in this journey of life. You see, it was never about what Moses brought to the equation in and of himself. And so what does God do? God says, in the midst of that excuse, Moses, here's some truth. I will be with you. You think that would be enough? You think that should be enough? I mean, Moses, time after time, though, he, he's going to continue to, to wrestle. But, but here's the key for us. Understanding God's power and the power of his presence in our lives is key to overcoming that trap of insecurity. It's never about our strength. It's never about who we are. It's always been about who he is and what he does in and through us. The excuse of insecurity. The, the second excuse that we see Moses give is the excuse of inexperience. The excuse of inexperience. Listen to what he says. Right here in Exodus chapter 3, I want to jump in at verse 13. It says this, Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? In other words, his, his inexperience is beginning to show itself. God, I, I don't know if I'm really good at answering questions that I'm not prepared for. I don't know if I have what it takes to, to reply. What, what am I supposed to say? I've never done this. And listen to what God 
says to Moses. He's wrestling. He's, he's giving excuses. And God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. See, Moses is insecure because he doesn't have all the right answers. He doesn't have all the right knowledge. But the key is this. Listen, even when you don't have all the answers, when you have the one with you who has all the answers, it changes everything. God doesn't give him a list of, hey, Moses, just let them know this is the God who did this and that. No, God simply says, you want to know who's sending you? I am. God is everything you need him to be. So where your experience leaves off, God's abilities continue to go on. Why? Because he is. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He is everywhere at once. God says to Moses, say to them, I am who I am. Now you'd think after these first two excuses that Moses gives and God replies with clear truth that Moses would be like, okay, okay, I'll go. But can anybody else identify, sometimes we continue in the dialogue with God. <laughs> sometimes we're like, okay, God, but, but what about this? And, and if you notice and, and keep paying attention, God never replies to Moses. You know what, Moses? Thanks for bringing that to my attention. I didn't realize that about you. See, there, there's an important truth that we're going to discover here. God knows Moses better than Moses knows Moses. And what that means is God knows you better than you know you. But what do we do? Sometimes we, we forget about that and we say, but God, what, what about this? And he brings some truth and we go, okay, thanks for that truth. But what about this? But what about this? And that becomes a cycle. It becomes a trap that keeps us from moving forward. Look at the next excuse. The next excuse is the excuse of fear. It's the excuse of fear. Jump down to chapter 4, look at verse 1, it says this, Then Moses answered, But behold, they, speaking of the people of Israel who are in Egypt, they will not believe me or listen to my voice. For they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. How many of us, we've, we've ever had that conversation with God, saying, God, if I go and do this, they won't receive it. They won't listen. They won't believe me. See, that fear is an excuse that keeps us trapped. God, what, what if? If we're waiting for every what if to be answered, we will never take steps forward in following Jesus. It requires faith. And often faith and fear will combat each other in incredible, incredible ways. But what does God say? God says this to Moses. The Lord answered, what is that in your hand? I love that Moses says, God, maybe even if I go and speak to them, they, they won't believe. So I'm, I'm fearful about that. And God simply reminds Moses, look at what I've already put in your hand. What was in Moses' hand? It was his staff. And it was a staff that God was going to use to reveal his power and his strength. 
It was a reminder, Moses, listen, I've already put in you this declaration that I have sent you. And here's why this is so important. Sometimes we get locked up by fear and God in his grace wants to remind us, look at what I've already put in you. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You have my presence going with you. Look at what's in your hand. Look at what I've already done. See, that fear, though, creeps in. That fear keeps us from moving forward. Time and time again, the Bible calls us to not fear. In fact, it's been said that the Bible, over 365 times, reminds us in one form or another to not fear or not be afraid. 365 times. Why? Because it's one for each day. This reminder, no, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to walk being led by fear. Why? Because God has already put his spirit in me as a follower of Jesus. I have resource from the king of the universe. I don't have to be trapped by the excuse of fear. About the next excuse. See, if, if you've ever been discouraged by the times you've played spiritual ping pong with God, there's a lot of examples of that in scripture. People who, who were uncertain, unsure, and God says one thing, so you kind of volley it back, and no, 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 God is here to speak truth. The next excuse that Moses gives, though, is the excuse of inadequacy. The excuse of inadequacy. Look at verse 10 of chapter four. But Moses said to the Lord, oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and tongue. In other words, God, I, I'm not adequate for the assignment. You want somebody to go speak to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the world, to let your people go. But God, there's, there's one small problem. I'm not good at using this. And listen, listen to God's response. Verse 11. Then the Lord said to, them, said to him, Who has made man's mouth? <laughs> I love that. God, God I'm, not, I'm not good at using this. And God's going, okay. I made it. I think I know how to help you. I'm the one who, who put you together, Moses. And yet so often we look at our inadequacies, our failures, our shortcomings, and we, we disqualify what God wants to qualify. Moses is saying, God, I, I'm not good with my mouth. And God's reminding him, no, 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 Moses. I made your mouth. I made your mouth for a purpose. Don't focus on that inadequacy. Remember this, God isn't looking for the best skill. He's looking for willingness. God, God is not sitting around waiting for all of the skilled people to show up and, and going, man, I'm so glad you guys finally showed up because I wouldn't have known what to do without you. He's not looking for the best skill, friends. He's, he's looking for 
willingness. Why? Because he wants to invite us in to the process. Remember, he told Moses earlier on in chapter three, I've come down and I'm going to rescue my people, but Moses, I'm gonna send you to join me in that process. In other words, no matter what you feel like your inadequacy is, remember that God has knit you together. God has designed you. In other words, where you maybe feel weak, the good news is he will reveal his strength. His power is made perfect in our weakness, the New Testament says. Final excuse that we see Moses give is the excuse of reluctance. I I love this one because how many of us can identify with this statement in chapter four, verse 13? Moses says this, oh my Lord, please send someone else. Come on, anybody else love that? Because after every one of these four excuses so far and God replies to every single one with truth, Moses finally realizes I can't win an argument with God. Good job, Moses, none of us can. We will never be victorious in an argument with God. And so what does he do? God, please send somebody else. I'm reluctant. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I want to. And what I love about God, he he is so gracious because God, even though he gets angry with Moses, Anybody else, you ever have discussion with, with a family member? Maybe it's, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a friend, and no matter what you say, there's always one more excuse, and finally you just, like, you've had enough? God, God has enough, but God is so gracious because he says this to Moses in a, in a few verses. He says, listen, Moses, you feel like you can't speak, but here's the good news. Aaron is already on the way, and he's going to be the mouthpiece. So Moses says, God, send somebody else. And he doesn't let Moses off the hook with the assignment, but he reminds Moses, listen, I've already sent reinforcements. I've already got a plan, Moses. That excuse of reluctance, listen, God already had help on the way. Moses had to make that decision to trust. What what is the truth that God wants to reveal to you to, to break you out of the cycle of excuses that maybe you find yourself in today? I think it's important to remember that excuses always come back to one of two belief systems. Let me say that again. Excuses, they, they always come back to one of two belief systems. In other words, under every excuse, there's a belief that makes us say the excuse. And so, The first belief system, when it comes to excuses, especially when God is speaking to us and calling us to go somewhere, the first belief system is this, I am not enough. So we see this battle inside of Moses, don't we? Moses, I want you to go do this. I want you to step out and trust me. I want you to go into some uncharted places and and we make an excuse, why? Because under the excuse is this belief, I don't know if I'm enough. One of the belief systems. But the second belief system is this. I don't know if God is enough. See, there's there's people, we, we say we trust in Jesus, we say we believe in Jesus, but at the end of the day, 
Have we ever found ourselves making excuses because I know I'm not enough, but God, I don't know if you're going to show up. God, what if, what, if I, what if I'm humiliated because I step out by faith and then you don't show up? What if I go all in on following Jesus and then it doesn't turn out like I thought it would? And those belief systems begin to show up really clearly. Either I'm not enough or, or God's not enough. But I have good news today. And the good news is this. The gospel, the, the life the death and the resurrection of Jesus is a reminder that it's never been about you being enough. The gospel is this reminder, it's this revelation that Jesus is more than enough. That he is our hope, he is our source. That as we rest in him and trust in him, we find everything that we have need of. And so as we come to this place where, where we want to break out of the cycle of making excuses, it always comes back to resting in and trusting in the fact that Jesus is more than enough. It's never been about you being enough. That's not the message of the gospel. The message, our hope, is in the fact that Jesus, he lived the life we should have lived. He died the death we all should have died. And he rose again. By trusting in that, friends, our sin, our shame, our separation, it's been dealt with, paid in full. In other words, those moments that I want to, to stay stuck in that trap of excuses, I can rest again in what Jesus has done for me, and I can move forward. Today, can I invite you to grab your phones, whether you're in the room, whether you're watching online, grab your phone, your tablet, your device, open up that Life Center app, just for a second. And this is just going to take literally five seconds. I want to encourage everybody in the place to do this with me. Because every single week we, we talk about from what we just heard, how do we take a next step? In other words, in light of the truth that we've just heard from scripture, what do I need to do to, to put it into play this week? When we take time to, to preach from Scripture, it's not about just adding more information. We want to put it into play in our lives. Why? Because that's how we experience transformation. And so today, I'd love for you to open that up. You can click that next steps box right at the top. And today, I, I have two next steps for us to consider. The first is this. Maybe you're in that place where you need to put your trust in Jesus. You need to say yes to him. Maybe, maybe you've been around Jesus. Maybe you've been interested by Jesus, but maybe you've been stuck in that place of excuses. Well, well what if? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, Tyler, what, what if it doesn't work out like I thought? What, what, if I, what if I'm not really certain? And listen, if it's going to require certainty before you take a step, you wouldn't need this thing called faith. Faith is what transforms our lives, not faith in ourselves, faith in the work that Jesus has done for us. The beautiful thing, Scripture reminds us, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. In other words, your debt is paid, you are free, you are forgiven, you are a son, you are a daughter of God. Maybe that's your step. The second step is this, identify the excuses that are keeping you from moving forward. 
Maybe there's been a pattern where you sense God asking you to step out. Maybe, maybe there's been opportunity, but you find yourself saying, well, I don't, I don't have the experience. I, I don't know if I'm the right person. I, I'm kind of afraid. And these excuses have kept you trapped from moving towards where God is calling you to go. And this week, I want to encourage you, take some time. Maybe you want to get alone with Jesus for a few minutes and just pray about this. Say, God, reveal what are, what are the excuses that I need to deal with? And then here's, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Then allow God's truth to replace the excuse. Over and over again, God replaced Moses' excuse with some truth. Moses, I know you feel like you're not eloquent with speech, but just remember, I made your mouth. Moses, I, I know you feel like you've never done this before, but you got to remember, I'm going with you. Allow God to replace that excuse with some truth. Today, can I take a moment? Let's, let's pray together right now, whether you're at home, whether you're in this room, would you join me in a word of prayer? Jesus, thank you that you do all things well. And Lord, I pray that today you would reveal your love. You'd reveal your grace in a fresh way. I pray for those of us who at times we, we all find ourselves trapped in a cycle of excuse. We, we want to move forward, but then all of the doubts, all of the questions, all of the uncertainties, they begin to reveal themselves. God, I pray that by your grace, you would help us to, to see the trap of excuses, but then your truth would replace those excuses. Listen, today, maybe you're making that first step. Maybe you're putting your trust in Jesus if that's your desire, would you say this simple prayer with me? Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. I put my trust in you. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new creation. And help me to follow you every day of my life. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.